Listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey, 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 this is the Real Talk SLP podcast, and I am your host, Felice Clark, the Dabbling Speechy. Today, we're going to be talking about conversation scripts. We're going to talk about what they are and if your student could benefit from using them. So let me just paint a little picture for you. I don't know if you have ever been in a session where you are reading a book you're playing a game, or maybe you're doing play-based therapy, or you're working on goals with task cards or a YouTube video, and you are asking a particular student a WH question, or you're making a comment, and then you're going to implement your fancy trick of pausing. And you're just going to pause, and you start counting in your head, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand four 1,000, five 1,000, and you're just sitting there and you can just tell you, the kid is looking back at you and he or she is just like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And I'm just going to stare at you because I know I'm supposed to say something, but I'm not sure what it is. And then you jump in, you're like, okay, did my pausing. Now it's time to jump in with the gestural cue and possibly a verbal prompt. And then you're like, "Uh uh-oh, that didn't work either. So so then you're verbally prompting a couple more times and you're very much emphasizing that thing that you want to do by touching it with your finger. You're doing that big gestural prompt. And then finally, success. We have got a correct answer. And you're like, phew, we did it. And then maybe you're moving on to the next student in your group or you're reading more of the book and then you get back to asking another question to this particular student and they just, again, stare at you. And you follow the routine of prompting and you, you know, increase lots of prompting and then you leave the session, the child and the other kids leave the session and you're going, wow, I just prompted (laughs) my eyeballs out. I just prompted so much during that session. And, and I, I've been in those sessions where I've like ended the session and was like, okay, this is not what I had envisioned. And this is not going to be sustainable for a long-term solution. I cannot keep doing these sessions with this level of prompting. I need to implement something else so that this child can be a little bit more successful without me doing these high levels of prompting. And so if you have any students on your caseload like that, this episode is really going to be for you. And, and in my experience working with children who have autism, I have found that implementing visual supports and using the evidence-based practice of conversation scripts has been very, very effective for my students who either have a couple of profiles. 
and and this is a spectrum of skills and that's what I'll go into the different levels of conversation scripts cuz you can use them you know it's not just like oh they have to be you know they have to have this much language and this much ability with social skills that their baseline or their profile is going to determine you know what type of script and the length of script that you're going to write for them but that doesn't mean that you know everyone on your caseload could probably benefit from having a conversation script to help them with processing what to do for their goals. So our students with autism, here's an example. They definitely have an area of need with social pragmatics. They have some areas of need with receptive and expressive language skills, but for the most part, they're able to answer questions. They're able to tell you what they want with a decent sentence. They have vocabulary. But when you put them in different novel social interactions, they are not engaging. They're not initiating and they're not navigating the conversation with that turn taking with the on topic comments. They're not able to collaborate with their peers or even just participate. They're not even going up to the kid and asking, can I borrow that ball? And they're not even going up to the kid and putting their hands out to get the ball. So if you have students that are not participating in social interactions, conversation scripts may be a good fit for you. All right. And I'm going to share a little story about when I really started to to implement conversation scripts and the changes that I saw. And I remember this fun little group that I had of second graders. One had a language processing disorder and the other student was on the autism spectrum. And he was he was my friend that you know, had a lot of language, could answer, could answer some questions, struggled with listening comprehension, and definitely struggled with communicating in social situations. But there was a foundation there where I was like, you know what, these boys need to learn how to play Go Fish. This would be perfect because I could work on the social pragmatic goal of answering and asking questions for one friend and the other friend. If we could teach both of them how to play Go Fish because they really didn't know how to play Go Fish, I could use, you know, language stimulus cards to target both goals at the same time. We all know Go Fish. It's great for mixed groups, right? (laughs) And so I was in the session, you know, trying to teach them how to play go fish. And it was just, it was just really, really hard because for both students, I was prompting a lot and it was every stimulus item. And halfway through the session, I'm like, this is not going to work. (laughs) Like something is missing on my end. Something's missing in my speech room environment. And what it really came down to was I found that, you know, when I looked back at my session, I was verbally prompting them and also prompting them like, now put it here. Now pick up another card. Now say, go fish. Now it's your turn. Do you want blah, 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 blah? You know, I was prompting that much. And so I realized I had heard about conversation scripts and I realized, okay, we need to make a visual conversation script outlining all the steps for this game. And I think sometimes I know for myself, I forget how, I don't want to say how easy, but without sounding like I'm saying, you know, I don't want it to come out the wrong way, but 
we do forget how easy it is for neurotypical uh, students and adults, how quickly we can learn how to play a game. And we forget how fast learning that game and all the components of it, how fast, like how fast we are doing that. And for some of our students that have processing disorders or have social pragmatic disorders, there is a lot of components for them to process and it's going too fast for them. It's going too fast. And when you really think about all the skills that are going into playing Go Fish, we have not only do you have to know the wording, do you have a ball? Yes, I do. Here you go. You have to be able to ask questions. You have to be able to answer yes, no questions. You have to know the vocabulary words that are in your deck. And you have to know when to pause and wait to ask the question, to look at the speaker or conversational, you know, partner. You have to be able to then go, oh, he asked me, do I have this thing? I don't. So my response is going to be different this time. And then I have to know the social rules. Oh, if they don't have the item, I have to say, go fish. And then there's a whole component of bragging. If you get a match, being a good winner and a sore loser, you also have to know, oh yeah, I asked him already if he had a ball last time and he said no. So I probably shouldn't ask him, do you have a ball this time and try a different card? I mean, do you see all those skills that, that you have to have prerequisite to be able to play this game? It's a lot. And so when you think about some of your students that are struggling with playing games, you have to go back and go, oh, maybe they need a conversational script to help them with navigating and reducing the cognitive load so that they can focus on, you know, turn taking. Because if they had the words there, they could really focus on that answering and asking piece, especially if you have the answer choices there too for them. So that is what I realized like, okay, I need to make this for them. And the next session that I went in with them, I, I prompted a little bit in the, the first few turns with verbal prompts and gestural cues. And then by the end of it, I had faded a lot of cueing. And then the next few sessions after that, I was, I was fading cueing a lot. And I found real success with that. I'm, I'm a big fan of sentence strips and, and having visual supports for students. So anytime I see a student really struggling to participate in an activity in the classroom or in my speech room, it usually means I need to break it down or have visual support or maybe I need to make a conversation script for them because they need that structure. And the thing about a conversation script that I will go into is I think sometimes there's this myth that because it's a script, we're just going to teach them to memorize something and then just be like, okay, you're good. I don't want to teach my kids such structured conversation that they're not learning to make novel utterances. Like I am very mindful of that. So when I use something very structured, like a conversation script, I'm always thinking ahead, like how can I start fading this away quickly? Or how can I create a variety? Or how can I change up the verbal routine so that they don't get stuck in saying the same thing over and over again? So that that's something you got to be really mindful of too. We want our kids to sound natural and just just like you know someone in the community we want them to to be 
to be able to talk and speak the way that they want to speak too. So we have to watch our kids out on the playground, interview parents and, and see, you know, if there's certain ways that something's spoken at home, like, you know, when you see someone, you know, Hey, what's up versus hi, how are you? You know, and knowing those little nuances. So those are things to consider too. But I was going to say before I jump into what are conversation scripts, if you are interested in the Go Fish conversation script, it is free on my blog and it has some new ways to play Go Fish to kind of liven up your session if you're kind of feeling lackluster about Go Fish. But it is on my website for free. So I will put that in the show notes for you so you can go download it and start using it with your students. It works like a charm, I'm telling you. And um, so back to conversation scripts. So basically conversation scripts can be visualized as a set of lines of dialogue that can be used in specific context or situations. And so it's very much like a movie script or you know, planning out the dialogue that two people or a group of people are going to say to each other. So it's going to have questions and it's going to have comments, but it's going to be very specific to the needs of the child. So if they're struggling to ask to go to the bathroom, maybe you're going to make a script for asking to go to the bathroom. Or at free choice time, you notice that the little guy or girl is always just getting the toy by hitting the person. (laughs) And you're like... We can't do this. We got to make them a script on how to ask to share a toy. But it could even be something as, you know, buying a ticket at the movie theaters, calling and ordering a pizza. It can be anything that that will increase participation in a social conversation. And what I love about this intervention, too, is that it's something that can be implemented with preschool age students all the way through high school and adults. So it is a strategy and a tool that is appropriate for you to use across your caseload. And, and that to me is, is, you know, that makes me feel good because I love it when I can find strategies that are appropriate for a wide range of skills and ages. And this is one of those things because it's so easy to adapt as well. When you make a conversation script, it can be, you know, pictures, it can be written words, or it could even be an auditory recording for them. And it can be implemented by teachers, by us, the speech pathologists, by staff, parents, and family members. This is just my opinion. I think it can be a really great bridge if you have a classroom that is very heavily into implementing ABA and they're struggling with getting buy-in for that AAC device or they're struggling with, with wanting to take some of your coaching on strategies. And if you can go to them and ask them, well, what do you, what what would you like this student to be communicating more? And, and as you start to ask some of those types of questions, you're going to realize like, oh, well, they want, you know, him or her to start asking to wash their hands or go to the bathroom. Okay, we can make a script for that. And you're going to get that buy-in to actually use the script when you consult the, the team and the parents for the things that are meaningful and, and helpful for their classroom. And of course, as we get older with our students, we, we want to interview them and say, well, what do you want to do? Or you want to watch them out on the playground and go, oh, well, they like to play tag, but they don't, all they do is just run around and chase the kids and they're not playing the game. You know, they're not initiating 
And so those are the pieces that can be really helpful to know because you're going to get buy-in from the team. The, the time that you spend to make the script will be hopefully actually used. And, you know, and, and you're going to be able to say, hey, remember when we talked about making that conversation script? Well, I'm going to come in during that time a little bit to help with just showing you guys some strategies and how to fade away. And, and hopefully you'll get some buy-in to actually use that script when you're not there, which is a huge generalization piece. We cannot expect our students who have a lot of, of various communication needs to be able to learn all of these skills once or twice or even three times a week from coming to see us. We can definitely be a foundational piece for certain skills and implementing and prerequisite skills for implementing communication. But at the end of the day, we got to get out of our speech rooms and collaborating with staff and teachers to implement these, these strategies when we're not there. And, and that's what I, another reason why I like conversation scripts. It gives structure even to the classroom. Like, Hey, every time you guys have free choice, here's the Play-Doh script. <laughs> and you can help coach them with how to use that. And so here are a few things to consider whether or not your student could benefit from a conversation script. When another peer initiates communication with the student, they don't respond. The student doesn't respond when other peers are trying to talk with them. And don't, when you see that, doesn't it just kind of break your heart? You're like, ah, this kid is talking to them and, and they're struggling and oh my gosh, I want to go rescue them. That is a perfect opportunity for possibly building a script for them. When you go into the classroom or when you're doing therapy yourself too, staff is providing moderate visual and verbal prompting. And even with that prompting, you're seeing that progress is very limited, like it's it's moving very slowly. And that could be a good sign that trying a conversation script could work. Your student has imitative skills. So they're able to imitate words on the script. So if they're able to verbally imitate words, that is a good sign that they'll do really well with the script. And that can also mean, you know, imitating with the AAC device. If they can, you know, when you model and pause and after, you know, some opportunities and it's a really fun activity, they can start to imitate your model on the AAC device or verbally. That's a good sign because you can use conversation scripts in AAC. You can use them to teach the vocabulary and the words in the AAC device. It's great for that as well. Um, yeah. And then if they're not initiating communication, they're not in initiating conversation in during the school day, and they're always being asked questions and prompted to, you know, to do you want this? What do you want now? But they're not going up and asking the staff like, Hey, I need to take a break or whatever this, the conversation skill is. That's a good indication that they may benefit from a conversation script. The, or another thing that you can look out for is, is this child using echolalic speech during play and social interactions? Now, I have definitely had kids where they have used their echolalic speech to communicate that they need to go to the bathroom by saying a movie line that was about the bathroom. So that to me is really cool. 
And it really, this, I think this really comes into play when a child is just doing echolay like speech during play because they know that they're supposed to say something and they want to say something, but it's not really matching that interaction. We want to give them some scripts for some options on how to use different words successfully in conversation. We don't necessarily want to eliminate echolalic speech because that is could be really a part of who they are as a person and that echolalic speech is important um, to that person. But we want to give them some options and variations for how to navigate that, that social interaction. So those are some, some ways if you're looking at your students and you're going, hmm, I wonder if my student would benefit from a conversation script. This is those, those kind of signs that they may benefit and you can try it out. And so the one piece I will say, and I'll, I'm hoping to do another podcast episode to go into implementation later on down the road. But I will say that you know, if you are only, if you were the only one implementing this conversation script, you're going to have struggles with getting them to generalize. So this really has to be consistent, has to be implemented consistently. And that's why I'm really a big proponent of trying to get the staff on board to try to use the script as well. And so initially, maybe you are teaching that in your speech room, but the hope is that then you would be taking it to the classroom kind of thing. So if you are interested in conversation scripts and you want to have more information about them, I have some good news for you. I am planning my next five-day Facebook group challenge, and it's going to be all about conversation scripts. So if you are new to my five-day Facebook group challenges, I have been doing these for a little over maybe close to two years now, I've done an Osmo Facebook challenge group. I've done Google slide Facebook challenge group. I've done sensory bins, articulation carryover. I did a book challenge. And basically what it is, is it's a closed group on Facebook. So if you're in the group, you get to see all the information and who is participating, but it is not a public group. It is free. And I walk you through little tiny mini challenges, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So by the end of the challenge, you have something completed, right? And so often, I don't know about you guys, but we go, that's nice. (laughs) That sounds like a nice idea to make a sensory bin or, oh, wouldn't that be lovely to make a book cheat sheet? I don't have time for that because I have meetings, IEPs, therapy, life (laughs) going on. And so often we say we don't have time, right? So that is why I created the five-day Facebook group challenges because it has a start and end date. And by the end of it, you've learned some nuggets of information. You have, you know, something at the end of it to use in therapy and it is a win-win, right? And so this time I'm going to be planning a five-day conversation script challenge where I'm going to help you write a conversation script for your students. And during the week, I will give you tips and tricks. I will be going live on Tuesday and Thursday in the group. I will be sharing some blog posts and information. And of course, we're going to have giveaways and you're going to get a little goodie from me. So 
I want to invite you to this five-day conversation script challenge. Um, I will put a link in the show notes. And when you sign up, you will get an email with a link to the private Facebook group that you can join and have some fun. And then at the end of it, I leave the group open for a couple more days, about 10 days the group is open. And then after that, I archive the group. So if you are in the group, you will have access to all the information. But once it's archived, you just will not be able to like or comment on the content that's shared in the group. You know, people, they have really loved it because there's just fun people in there and and people share what they're doing. They'll share pictures of what they're doing during the challenge. People are just excited to learn, I think, in, in small, mini chunks. And it's just a positive, positive environment. If that's the way you like to learn, I would love to have you in the five-day conversation script challenge group. So sign up today and let your SLP besties know about it. And feel free, if you have certain specific questions while you're in the group, you can ask those things. And that's why I'm going to be doing the Facebook Live so that you have the opportunity to get some of your questions asked. And yeah, so I'm pretty excited about it. If you have a specific question about conversation scripts, let me know on social media and I will try to plan some future episodes with how to implement conversation scripts. So again, to sign up for this challenge, just go to the show notes or if you can't find the link, you can always DM me on social media. And as always, SLPs, be the SLP that every kid wants to see. Stay inspired. Until next time. Uh